welcome to the Agency Owner Lab podcast. I'm Erin James, an agency growth specialist and business coach for marketers and publicists. Agency Owner Lab is a collective for agency owners, marketers, publicists, social media managers, and marketing-based virtual assistants. We support founders and consultants with business growth, operations, productivity, and leadership. The podcast is the go-to source for entrepreneurs to share their founder journey, along with their biggest tips and lessons for current and soon-to-be agency owners. We're here to learn from each other and let you know that you are not alone. The ups and the downs are normal when running a business. Make sure to subscribe and visit agencyownerlab.com to check out our done-for-you systems, programs, and membership. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Agency Owner Lab podcast. Today, we have Danielle Harris with us, and she's going to tell us a little bit about her agency and her journey along the way, and hopefully share some tips that you can take to your business. So welcome, Danielle. Thank you so much for having me on today. Yes, I'm really excited to talk with you. And I know that um, you know, you probably have a lot of little tidbits that other agency owners and consultants can learn from. So why don't we start with having you tell us a little bit about you and your agency? Yeah, so I'm Danielle. I'm the founder of DR Hillers Consulting, and I'm based in Detroit, Michigan. I've spent years and years in marketing, which is my specialty, what I work in. And I've done everything from trade show marketing to social media to brand development, market research, global marketing strategy. And you know, I've even led up an effort to open up an office in, um, in the Middle East as part of my corporate side wow. of the career. So I've done, done a little bit of everything. Um, on top of that, you know, I studied this, like I said, in school. So I have an MBA and a master's in marketing on the subject. So I'm a bit well-versed, but I, I know that just getting your hands dirty is actually the, the best way to you know, really go on and get really familiar with marketing. But yeah, DR Harris Consulting, it's really designed to help entrepreneurs and business owners come up with holistic strategies and systems so that they can, you know, confidently market themselves online. And you know, one of the things that I feel or that I've noticed is that there are a lot of people that are overwhelmed by all the things that experts say that they should be doing needs to do x y and z in a certain amount of timelines and things of that nature and that's not the case necessarily uh what i find is that you really need to know the fundamentals and the foundations of your business before you can start building off and and doing other things so that's one of the core things that i do is i help people develop their foundation knowing what their values are who they really serve things that people tend to like oh yeah I like I'm, I'm starting this business and i'm out here doing an offer okay well who are you though what do you really believe in and is this something that people can get behind so really focusing on those fundamentals um but yeah that's that's me that's my my uh, consulting group. I really have a passion for helping um, small business owners and um, minority-owned businesses, as well as you know other groups as well. So I, I help do some one-on-one handholding, as well as other consulting for for other groups. So I, I just I like marketing. I think there's so many things and aspects of it that are just so fascinating. So yeah, that's a that's a little bit about me. Perfect. Well, I love hearing that and. And yeah, there's so much to marketing, right? Um, 
you know, uh, there's so many different things that you can do. There's so many different, like, you just always have to stay creative, right? Because even though there's like, you might be trying one thing, you can do it in like 10 different ways, right? And so it's all about figuring things out. So I love hearing that. And I love hearing that you've tried so many different things and you have a, you know, a really diverse background in terms of, you know, uh, getting your hands, like you said, hands on experience, right? Like that's kind of the driver of things. And so I love hearing that. And so can you kind of tell me, you know, why did you start your business? Like what got you excited to do so? Yeah. So I started thinking of building my business, maybe, I don't know, it it was some time ago, but it wasn't really until fall of 2019 that I actually got the ball started, like started going down that path. And really what that meant was I set it up as a legal entity. And it really wasn't until um, early in 2020 that I actually got started with that. And really it was because I was working corporate and I wanted to work on the things that I wanted to work on. I wanted to work in an area and industry that sparked me where I was currently working It was highly technical, very traditional, and just not anything that I had a strong interest in really learning more about and diving deep in and developing a passion for. And I realized that I wanted to work in an environment that I had some type of passion for and where I was currently working, that was just not the case. And so I decided, well, if there aren't going to be opportunities that were given to me, I was going to go and make my own. And so I decided that I was going to build my business. And so over time, I, you know, started to tell people like, oh, yeah, this is, I think I'm going to do this. I think I'm going to do that. And then at one point I was like, no, like I actually am doing this. This is, this is my business right now. Here's my business card. I'm taking on clients right now. Um, and so it was just a, a cool, exciting thing. I happened to, to really dive deep into starting up, um, with my business after I finished with grad school, which is not too long ago. Um, and so, yeah, I, it was just really out of the need and the desire to do something that I was in control of and that I was, you know, the boss of, um, after years of being told like, okay, this is what you're going to do. I want to do something that was like, okay, I say that I want to do this and this is where my passion lies. So this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. I love that. And I think sometimes we kind of have to, you know, get to that point where we're like, I don't want to do this for someone else anymore. Like I want to do this for myself. Right. Um, and it's really more so about like the freedom, I would say, like, do you feel like freedom kind of pushed you to starting your own business? Absolutely. I would say that I was at a point where I wanted to make up my own rules and I was following the rules of others, which is fine because I'm, Honestly, I am pretty much a rule follower until I don't necessarily agree with the rules. And then I say, well, why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? Um, you know, before the pandemic, it was everything. You had to be in the office and be like very buttoned up and things of that nature. And I said for years, like, there's nothing about what I'm doing that requires me to be in the office five days a week. There, there just isn't. And everyone's just like, yeah, well, you know, but that's just the way it is. Um, so like, oh, no, I want to build something where like I can choose where and how and what I do and work on. I mean, you know, building a business, there are definitely going to be things that you don't necessarily want to do and need to do, but at least it's your own thing. Like I'd rather do something I don't want to do with something that I have ownership of versus, you know, working for someone else and doing something that you don't may or may not actually agree with or have a passion for. 
Yeah, I completely agree. So let's talk a little bit more about any challenges that you had, especially ones that like surprised you, right? When you first started your business, I'd love to hear, you know, what was maybe your biggest challenge or what was the most surprising thing? Well, something that was really surprising to me, I set off to start a business, right? I didn't realize how much of a personal development exercise that building a business really is. Mm-hmm. If you aren't okay, then you know your business isn't going to be okay. If you aren't solid in who you are and what you want and what you need, then your business isn't going to be either. And that was one of the, the biggest things. And just figuring out who you are, how you work best, how you best work and need to have things organized and structured. If you aren't very familiar with yourself on that type of level, it's going to be increasingly difficult for you to build anything on your own. You're going to be easily swayed by other things and opinions, and you just really have to be very grounded in who you are, what you want, and the vision that you have. Um, So beyond anything else, it's very much an internal work exercise. And I know that people always talk about setting mindsets and things of that nature. And I think now people are starting to realize like, yeah, that's a big deal. And other people are just like, okay, yeah, mindset work, blah, 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 whatever. But it's truly a thing and it's going to be an ongoing process. That was, that was actually a surprising part for me, but some of the challenges were just some of the actual practical things. Um, like how to weed out clients who are good fits, who aren't good fits. And all of that, I think, leads back to knowing who you are, your vision, who you're trying to help, which is why I'm so adamant about the foundations and the fundamentals and starting off on the right foot and having a good, solid knowledge of who you are and what you want, because then it becomes easier to weed out, okay, this group, this organization, and this person is not going to be a good fit for me to work with. And you know, early on, you might have to say like, okay, they're not a perfect fit, but I can deal with working with them because not all, there are going to be times when you can't necessarily always have perfect ideal clients. You'll have good enough clients, but you also want to know that they are just a good enough client right now to work with versus an ideal. Um, and the more that you know about yourself and your business and the goals and vision, know, the better you'll be able to categorize them as like, great, okay, less than ideal. Exactly. Right. And I think also do you, and I hear this from people all the time, do you ever feel like, or at least when you started that, you know, kind of finding that balance between like, well, this person's trying to offer me money. So why would I not take it versus, you know, even though it's money, it might, you know, be negative for me to do because maybe we don't vibe maybe it's just not fit for what I'm trying to do or maybe it's it's doing something that you're not really trying to do so it's almost going to like take you away from your goal so I I have a perfect example when I was just starting off I had just said that okay I'm taking on clients and I got a phone call or inquiry from from a group that I thought would have been good I um I also work with a lot of like church organizations um, as well. And it was like, okay, yeah, like I'd like to work with, you know, a a church organization. Um, But the, the call was filled with red flags. Like I typically do like a half hour, 15 minutes to a half hour discovery call. Um, This gentleman took about an hour and a half worth of my time. 
Um, but he was willing to pay more than what I had typically been, you know, asking for people at the time. So I was like, well, yeah, like he talked a lot, but he's also willing to give me, you know, more money than, you know, some of these other people. So like, okay. But you know, that led into um, you know, this client thinking that they knew more than than I did at certain things, questioning every single um, thing I was suggesting that they do, um, not necessarily getting back to me with the supplies that I need. And, you know, at the end of the day, they ended up, um, you know, they were just so demanding. They were taking up a lot of my time, not honoring different boundaries that I had. And then when I came to the conclusion that I needed to let them go as a client, um, you know, they ghosted me and didn't make, make the final payment on that. Um, and so oh, I just wow. learned, I learned a whole lot of things about that. I'm, I'm very thankful, honestly, for that client. Um, it reminded me to stay alert to red flags that just because they are willing to pay, um, that doesn't mean it's worth it because it might cost you your piece. Um, it reminded me to set up boundaries. It reminded me to take the money before you break up with the client. Um, there were just so many lessons that I'm glad that I learned them so early on. Um, and because of that, I, I reformatted the structure of um, you know, when I accept payments from people. I, um, I didn't collect as much information from this client as I should have. So if I wanted to go and take them to collections, if it were a larger amount of money, um, you know, I didn't have all the information necessary um, that I needed. So it was what it was a lesson. I didn't collect $150, but it was a lesson that I will never forget and actually worth more than that amount of money. So while I, I still would, if they wanted to give it back to me right now, I would absolutely take it. But um, it was a lesson that I will take to heart and I will never make those mistakes again. I want to say I love that story, but at the same time, I don't. Um, but, you know, I, I think you're completely right. Like, a lot of experiences that we have within our business as like a business owner, it's, it's all lessons, like it's teaching us everything, right? So, um, you know, sometimes you're gonna have to go through these, through these experiences that maybe like we don't feel comfortable in in the moment. But one thing I always like to say is like, you have to get uncomfortable. You have to be comfortable with getting uncomfortable. And especially as a business owner, like that is so true. So, you know, it stinks that you had to go through that, but luckily it was probably like earlier on, right? And it taught you so that this didn't happen to you again. No, absolutely. It's, um, you know, and that's actually one of the reasons why I even started my business because I wanted to, I felt that I was comfortable where I was at and I felt uncomfortable being that comfortable. So it, yeah. I knew that it, it was time that like, okay, I needed to start something that, started making me want to be brave and take bold steps. Um, I mean, that's going to be a constant thing all the time. Like what's a bold step last year? Um, and be like, okay, well, that was, like, that's easy. Um, but like you're facing new challenges and you're at new levels and there's always going to be something that makes you feel uncomfortable. Um, especially if you're starting to want like, oh, I want, I don't feel comfortable handing off, you know, this aspect of my business to someone else. Um, but you know, that's how you, that's how you grow and get more um, uncomfortable and then are able to grow and scale. But um, it all, it all starts with a, a little step of being a little bit uncomfortable, but thank goodness for, for the lessons, because there's, there's 
there's always the thing of learning from other people's stories, which hopefully mm-hmm. this story helps someone else. But sometimes you just have to go through it on your own, unfortunately. And it will definitely hit home a lot harder if you go through it yourself. So don't be afraid to have those experiences also. I love that you said that, um, you know, don't be afraid because I think that almost like stops people from doing things sometimes, right? Cause you're like too afraid. And it's, it's, I think it's also part of the fact that we see failure as something negative and it shouldn't be. Failure is really a lesson learned. And I think that, you know, you kind of said it before, like you started your business because you weren't comfortable being comfortable, <laughs> right? And it sounds funky, but it's really true. I think, I think I'm somewhat similar and it's, it's a good and a bad thing at points, right? Because you're like, you know, some, you know, for me, like I forget to almost like congratulate myself on accomplishment. Sometimes I'm like, okay, good, next step. And I think for me, like that took a lot of um, just work, right. Of like um, celebrating the moment and celebrating the accomplishments I did have. And I think that's really what a lot of business owners need to do. Um, And then the second thing you said too, that you hope this story helps people kind of understand that like they're not alone. And that's definitely kind of the the point of this podcast, right? So I'm glad that you're open to sharing that. And then hopefully people do, you know, find some, whether it's comfort in it, whether it's just maybe something that they can learn from. Um, But, you know, definitely take any negative things that you go through as a business owner lightly and just look at it as like a learning experience. So I, I love that. And I thank you for sharing that with us. And, and with that, I would say my follow-up question to that would be if you went back to start your business again what would you do different differently in the first like 90 days is there anything that you would have changed maybe getting more information right from clients for financial purposes but besides that is there anything that you're like wow I wish I knew this then or you know I wish I had just done xyz and that would have made my life so much easier so when I first started off I uh... I knew that I wanted to start this business and that I had been doing social media. Like that's what I started off doing. Um, But, you know, social media is pretty broad and it can be very, fairly vague. And so I just leaned into that and just like, oh, I'll kind of do whatever for whomever, for however much. Um, I should have been more exacting and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z for this price. Um, And then just no, led with that core offer and been very solid in that. I know that it would have evolved, but it would have gotten me comfortable with saying, this is my price for that. Um, and not necessarily always playing the negotiation game. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's pricing is always uh, a interesting thing, especially for service-based businesses of, you know, is the hourly rate versus value-based and what is my value? And, oh, I don't know if I'm, you know, offering enough value to charge X, Y, Z amount. Um, I think learning that, realizing that, um, as well as like having a core package that would have been like the first things to, you know, to kind of get over and overcome. Um, but I, I think especially the pricing thing is going to be a, just, it's a long-term struggle of trying to figure out like what are all the key aspects that go into that Um, And what's the transformation that I'm really giving and how much value that actually um, has and comparing yourself versus not comparing yourself to other people out there. But I think those would be the couple things starting off. And then 
really just reading books around mindset and starting that off um, a little bit earlier in my journey. Yeah, so much. I think mindset, and you mentioned this earlier too, but mindset is just so critical and, and not even just for business owners. I think for anyone, honestly, at any point in your life for anything in your life. And I think that, you know, you kind of said it in terms of it's, you kind of, I think you said before, like, you know, it, it seems weird or it doesn't seem like true that you actually need to focus on it, but you do. And, um, you know, I think people shouldn't talk about mindset more now, but before, you know, I don't think it was so much of a topic. And if it was, it was like a strange topic to talk about. Oh, yeah, it was definitely on the woo-woo, like, spectrum. Yeah, like, oh, you're weird. You're talking about mindset. <laughs> and even if people are talking about it now, it's like, oh, yeah, like everyone's saying like mindset, but like, what does that work? What does that mean? And then people always use the phrase like doing the work and I was always confused like what exactly is doing the work like I was very confused by that um but really I, I realized like it's very much asking the right questions to yourself and then actually answering those questions um and then having light bulb moments whether you are reading something or consuming something that um helps guide some introspection but it's it's definitely important um so if anyone's out there that's like me, like, I don't I actually don't really know what do the work means. Like that, that's at least my interpretation. So me with a, a book and a journal and asking some, some deep questions is uh, at least that's my version of, of doing the work. Yeah. And I love that. And I love that you're saying like, it's not so much just a term, right? People are like, oh, do the work. It's like, you're saying that, but to your point, like, do you really understand it? And I think we need to just make things simpler right when we're trying to talk about them or explain them or just um adopt something within our lifestyle and I'm 100% with you like I write <laughs> write everything down like you know I think that helps me kind of work through it and I think that um you know yeah. for me for example like and I don't know if you found this to be true but you know uh, this past year of craziness um kind of you know, you had mentioned like, you know, you used to have to go into the office. Now it's different. Um, and I, I feel like it, for me personally, it gave me time to like reflect and really dive deep, answer those questions that you just mentioned about myself and like figure out my mindset. And I think that's made me a much better business owner, um, you know, and marketer, right. Too, because you're kind of like figuring out like, what do you feel is important and like translating that into the work that you're doing um do you feel like you know you were able to use this that and I won't call it downtime but like I guess transition of you know kind of to the point of we were saying before like you have to get uncomfortable and I think this past year made people uncomfortable do you feel like that contributed to you like diving a little bit deeper into your own mindset and do you feel like it helped you or like negatively impacted you know your your growth I guess we can say no it was it was definitely a good thing I was able to sit down for a little mm -hmm. bit slow down for a little bit and you know really double down on some practices that I had started some time ago doing so we talked about journaling a little bit that's something that I I definitely do and I had always wanted to be the type of person that journaled um, but I never like it just wouldn't happen like I had this journal like I would buy all the notebooks all the fancy notebooks and I'd be like okay I'm gonna sit down I'm gonna write I'm gonna be like those people in coffee shops and just like <laughs> take notes and stuff like I, I, I couldn't do it um, but then one day I wrote something down and then 
randomly like some other time later like I wrote something else down and I was able to go back and look at like oh it's funny that I wrote that down at that time I was like oh wouldn't it be cool if I wrote something else down so like I can look at it another time later and then for whatever reason something just kind of clicked and I was just like okay well I'm I'm writing this down so that my future self can go back and look at something and that's kind of what I've done I've gone back and said like okay this is what I was thinking at this time this is what was worrying me at the you know at the top of my mind so you know, this past year very much like how you know things are, are crazy there I know that my mental health um, I'm always looking at the death counts of COVID and like that's mm-hmm. depressing and so I, I had that written down like okay and now I'm thinking about you know here are the movies that I'm binging or here are the goals that I have now for my business that I want to do um, and I just find it very interesting to go back and look um, at those over time but the the big exercise that I do is I ask myself like a couple questions like what do I want to do for this year um, did I do the things that I said that I was going to do for this year, whether it's personal or professional? Um, and then just take stock over all of that. Um, you know, I personally set goals of wanting to become a better speaker. I wanted to um, financially set some goals. I wanted um, to do some fitness goals. And so I gave myself 10 years to do all of these different things. And so every year since 2020, so it's like 2020, 2021, looking at each of those things, what steps am I doing to, to reach those different things? And that's what I can document in this journal. And that's part of me doing, like I said, you know, the work of the mindset of, okay, not only can I on a daily basis as I write things down, see what my mindset was, I can also track the different things and activities that I'm doing that's going to get me towards the goals that I set for myself. And then I can see, am I actively making my way towards them? Or am I not doing that? And is there a reason why I'm not doing X, Y, and Z type goal or steps to get to that goal? You just said something that like I've never heard before. And I think it's so amazing that you are planning like 10 years out for your goals. And I love that because I think sometimes I do, I definitely do this and it's not a positive, um, (laughs) is that we feel like we need to rush ourselves and everything has to happen overnight and giving yourself, allowing yourself that time and flexibility to make these goals over 10 years and saying, okay, you know, I want at this point, I want to get to point A and then point B and, and really like doing it more in a progression and a path. I think that is amazing. And I think that is such a different way to see it. Um, and I would definitely encourage more people to do that as well, right? Like break it up, take your, give yourself more time. Nothing's going to happen overnight. So thank you for sharing that because I think that is just so, uh, so unique, but so, but honestly really needed because like I said, I think too many people, especially business owners, cause we start and we're like, okay, we want this to happen overnight, right? Like it doesn't happen that way. Nothing happens that way. Building your business doesn't happen that way. Maybe you get a lucky break and, you know, things take off quicker than you thought. But, um, I think assuming things will happen quickly actually hurts us because then when it doesn't happen as quickly, it, you know, it it might make your mindset a little more negative or just kind of, you know, put you in a little bit of a rut. So um, I would encourage anyone listening to follow that and, you know, kind of start planning, even if you can't plan 10 years out, um, you know, plan a little bit further. And also, you know, uh, and I'm not sure if you find this as well, but, you know, it doesn't mean you have to follow it to a T, right? Like you might need to pivot at points, 
Um, but, you know, just kind of having something that you can follow and stick to, I think is amazing. And the fact that you kind of figured out like what worked for you, right? Like everyone else, they journal this way and they do it this way and it didn't work for you. So you figured out what worked. And I think that's also when it comes to building a business, like you have to figure out what works for you. We're all different people. We operate differently. I say this all the time. <laughs> people probably get tired of it, but we really do operate differently. So I think that's great that you figured out like what works for you and you're just taking it day by day, but also, you know, taking 10, 10 years of time. Right. And it's, and it's more of like, it's a general direction, you know, it's not mm-hmm. like, you know, every year I'm just like, oh, okay, well, you know, one of the things that I said, I want to become a better public speaker or give better presentations and things of that nature. So it gives myself 10 years to do it, but I knew what the first step needed to be. Um, and so how I get to point A to you know, point Z at the end of the day, I don't know how that's going to look, but I know I want to get to Z. And so we'll, we'll figure out exactly how and what steps um, you know, need to happen. They're, they're general enough that like you understand, but there are definitely points and things that need to be done at each point. And I've like you said, nothing happens overnight. I, I tell that to marketing people um, all the time or people expecting marketing plans like, oh yeah, like I need to post X, Y, Z type of thing or do X, Y, Z activity and overnight things are going to happen. Like, no, that's not how literally anything works. Now, some things <laughs> do happen to work sooner and faster than others, but to assume that like, oh, I'm going to like make this one post and like, it's going to go viral. It might go viral or it, it might not. You don't know, but it, don't plan on know these super fast results plan on laying a solid foundation of things and an understanding of where you want to go um and then so if things do happen to fast track you know how to best capitalize on that and use that momentum and not just like fizzle all over the place you're just like oh yeah like i I didn't really know where i'm going and now i'm just being you know passed along in the wind uh whatever direction anyone else is telling instead of you know guiding that direction like oh okay yeah I'm launching off I want to go in this direction though because this is going to help me with my vision and my plans and my goals yes completely um that is spot on and just so so valuable for everyone listening so I think that this has been an amazing conversation I think there's a lot that people can learn and I would say me personally even the biggest takeaway I um am leaving with from speaking with you is that you know you have to figure out what works for you. Right. And, and go from that way. And same with even why you start your business, like what works for you um, in terms of your life, in terms of your career and, you know, just try to follow that path. And if it changes, it changes, but just have some sort of um, some sort of goal, some sort of like vision, right. That you are following along. So I would love to just ask you before we um, end this conversation is do you have one tip or one comment that you would like to share with current and soon to be agency owners. Um, is there just one thing that if someone walked up to you and said, Hey, I just started my agency. Like what's the one thing that, you know, you think will help me. Is there something that just comes to your mind? I was just thinking about this not too long ago, setting boundaries. Cause I think a lot of people set up, started up businesses so they can have some type of freedom and then get dog bogged down by all of the work that takes place and you know, clients, um, demanding a whole lot of time and they don't actually see the freedom that they set out to actually make for themselves. So set up boundaries, boundaries with your clients that you have 
and boundaries with yourself. Boundaries that include like, I only take meetings on X, Y, and Z days, or it could be, you know, I don't answer my, I only check my email twice a day, or maybe it's, you know, I'm making sure that I cut off work at six o'clock every single day, or, you know, I work half days on Fridays, whatever those boundaries are, do that for your sanity. Because if you're, if you don't set up boundaries and you'll find yourself doing things that you didn't want to do, and then becoming resentful of the thing that you created. So don't, don't do that. Um, Set up boundaries, keep the boundaries that you set. Um, If they don't work, you know, change them, be flexible, but definitely um, set up some boundaries to protect yourself and your energy, your time, your mental space, because speaking from experience, burnout sucks and burnout takes a very long time to recover from. So save yourself all of that pain and heartache and, you know, just protect your energy. 100%. uh, That is an amazing tip. And I really hope people really listen to that and and take it in. Um, I actually had a client come to me yesterday who's an agency owner and she was saying the same thing. She's like, I just keep saying yes to clients. And, um, you know, I, I need to figure out how to stop doing this. And I think everyone struggles with it. So to your point, like setting your boundaries and figuring out what that is. And, you know, if an emergency happens, that's, you know, something happens or comes up, that's different, but, you know, uh, going back to your mindset too, right. That protects your mindset that protects, um, your happiness within your business, which also means that you'll be able to do your operate your business longer happier and make more Mm -hmm. money so um love that and it started off from the beginning because I think people are just like oh like I gotta hustle at the early stages and then I'll set up the boundaries later it's easier to set up the boundaries in the beginning um than afterwards so yes completely like don't wait right do it from the start that's another tip yes great Mm -hmm. um Perfect. Well, thank you so much again for talking with me today. And I know um, technology is not always our friend. So this was this recording was a little, uh, a little difficult today. So I appreciate you bearing with me and, and, um, you know, I'm excited to kind of see what you do next in your business. And hopefully we can have you back on the podcast. And um, just before we go, uh, do you want to tell everyone where they can either find you or learn more about you? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So again, I'm Danielle Harris. My business is DR Harris Consulting. You can find me on Instagram at d.r.harrisconsulting um, or my website, drharrisconsulting.com. And I'd be happy to, to work and consult with other people, whether um, you know it's for your business yourself or if you need additional help within your company, you need additional people. Always happy and willing and able to, to help out with that. So feel free to to go and follow me and DM me if you have a question. Perfect. So yes, if you are an agency or a consultant and you are looking to either outsource some work or bring on a partner, um, someone that you can talk with, brainstorm with, and just you know be able to grow your businesses together, definitely reach out to Danielle. And thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Oh, and so we, Yeah, thank you. Um, and I really hope, again, everyone finds some value in this. And with that, we will end today's podcast recording. And thank you, everyone, again, and stay tuned. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Agency Owner Lab podcast. 
If you haven't subscribed already, make sure to do so and visit us at agencyownerlab.com and follow us on social media at Agency Owner Lab. Have a great day. Yeah.